welcome back to making video your business. We hope that you will enjoy some of our stories, shared experiences, and the insight from some of our fantastic guests. Without further ado, a lights, camera, Hello everyone and welcome back to Making Video Your Business today with uh, not Chris or Matt, but me, uh, Nick, as your guest presenter. I'm lucky enough to be joined by Jonathan Morgan, who is uh, head of Peter Morgan Property Group. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you very much for um, having me. Uh, the editor won't show it, but that took me four attempts to get through that introduction. So <laughs> thanks for your patience. I feel a lot better about my chances now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, the first thing to do would be just maybe to just tell us a little bit of the story of you know your background and the background of your company. So basically family business um, set up 1980. Uh, I came straight from school in 2004, part time into the business, then 2006 fully into the business. Um, 35 years of age now, became director five years ago. Um, since then, we've had a, a big change becoming the group. We've got a sales, um, a lettings business, and then within that, we've recreated a PM financial financial services. Uh, we offer a holistic service, essentially, where we do everything for property in South Wales. Um, our lettings business is thriving. Our sales business is having a very interesting time in the current market, and our FS is growing nicely. And we're now offering white label services for other advisors and estate agents around the country where we're looking to give them some training and improve their services by providing good mortgage advice. These changes you've made, I assume, is driven by sort of the changes that are going on within the industry in general. How And I think you said something earlier when we were just having a cup of tea about how your dad said he's glad he's retired now from the group because... Yeah. Like it's just got so much more complicated. Is is that? Yeah, the the route to market is is easier than ever. There's more choices, more agents. Um, everybody says they do the same thing, which has always been the case. But the amount of uh, skills and services you have to provide now to a client in order to be competitive is extreme. You know, the listings and basic things like a brochure and going onto portals. That's one. But, you know, every property that we do does 3D floor plans, mapping, video tours, photographs and social media posts. It's a phenomenal amount of work up front now to bring a property to the market the way that we in the group want to be associated with bringing properties to the market. So that's something that we're really focusing on. It's completely changed post-COVID. Um, the market now is more difficult than ever. We're seeing that changing every week. Stock is growing, buyers are dropping, but you still have to produce a, a phenomenal amount of work to get that brochure and that property ready for market. So yeah, it's definitely a a changing world and it's, it's rapidly changing but i guess there's also it's about trying to be heard and be seen to be different yeah. in a sort of busy marketplace which would bring us handily onto video so yeah. can you tell a little bit because uh, i think you came for a video training sort of like three or four years here didn't yeah you? so like, july how's that journey gone for you yeah july 2019 i came up here originally and um had a full day of uh walk-ins in England, which was a, an interesting experience. And Matt was great in the middle, so he kind of, he kept me on the straight and narrow. So it was a great experience. I'd never done uh, any form of video whatsoever before, um, kind of walking into the lion's den, um, decided that that was the route that I wanted to push our family business into, in the sense that it would separate us from the competition. Four years on, it still takes an, an immense amount of balls, excuse my language, in order to get up on camera you know, and record a video about Just anything. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> but let alone doing it about somebody else's home. You know, there's a there's an immense amount of responsibility there in order to service the client and provide a very good service. You know, frustratingly, the most viewed videos that we produce are our bloopers reel. 
everybody loves them because it's personable and it, it does soften the approach. But ultimately, you know, it's a big selling point. Um, and you've got to have balls to start and, and get up on camera and do it. And that's something that we really push. We're getting a lot of our other valuable teams now to, to bring that on and do more content and more video all the time. And it's pushing us apart. You know, there's nobody that comes anywhere near us, in my opinion, in South Wales. We're seeing a lot of clients, are, you know, sorry, a lot of competitors, sorry, are hiring full media teams for full media days to do these big, huge videos. And for me, that's not what it's about. It's about bringing a, a property to the market smoothly, quickly, uh, highlighting the benefits on video. It doesn't have to be extortionately difficult. It's, it's just about doing a really good job and bringing it to market. It's had a huge impact for us. We get such good traction and we get people recognizing myself or the valuers. They're familiar with the way that you talk, the way that you act, because video is unnerving and you do see everybody's um, traits and features on video. So we find that people come in and they say to me, oh, I've, you know, I've seen your videos. We, we want one on our house. So it has worked, but it's been a, a four-year project. Fantastic. And do you, I mean, you, you obviously do, you know, these videos yourself, but your team sort of embraced it as uh, as readily as you have? Like To start with, it was a little bit of the unknown, uh, but now across the board, everybody's embraced it and doing well and, and listing numbers are showing that we, you know, we achieve very good prices for properties and our market share is we're leaders in the town that we operate or, or very close to all the time. And I do attribute that to being different and using video. It's interesting you talk about those blooper reels as well, because I was thinking there's, there's, a, there's a subtle humble brag almost in the bloopers reel, isn't there? Because what you're sort of saying is this is all the stuff we, we leave out. Like we don't just turn up and do it in one take and we're off. Like we actually... You know, not everyone can do this and we take time over it. So, yeah, it, it does. It humanizes you as well. Yeah. You know, people do um, empathize with it. And like we've seen, you know, staff have refused to do video because they say, oh, my friends are laughing at me or, you know, people will say things. Well, in my opinion, you know, there is that old saying, there's no such thing as bad press. And social media is like that. You know, you, you can post something, it'll, you know, I've done it. I've spent hours and hours on video and trying to get it absolutely perfect. And it's just tanked. Nobody's looked at it. It's been terrible. It's just how it goes. And then you put something up that you, you don't think about and all of a sudden it's had 10,000, 15,000 views. You know, TikTok is prime example of that. Like people watch people eat food. Mm. You know, and they get millions of views and earn millions of pounds watching somebody else eat. You know, it's such a weird thing. There's no reason or rhyme with video. It's just what takes off. So it's, it's quite fun. And, you know, like I said, the bloopers are a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Fantastic. Have you have you found like you know from looking back on that training day you did all those years ago? Are there other things? I mean, to put you on the spot that you've learned since then, where you might have thought going out day one doing video, oh, it's going to look like this, and then in the meantime you thought, hang on, this sort of stuff. I mean, like a good example would be thinking that it has to be super slick, super produced. We we've seen a big shift in um in trends of viewing trends recently that uh, presenter led videos are aren't doing as well as they were about six months ago. Um, I think what now is because there's more choice for property, that people are more concerned about the property than about that specific one. So what we're seeing is that by showing more rooms, more information quickly, that's getting better traction now than the typical presenter-led video with introduction. So before, if there was only one house available and somebody was having to fight over it, they want to know everything about it before going to view it. So presenter-led was really important. More people are doing it now as well, so it's not as different. So we're definitely refocusing on the properties at the minute. Uh, do you do out of interest? And the answer might be no, in which case this will be a very short section. But <laughs> do you, beyond the property tours, do you do sort of, you know, other kind of content where you just talk about kind of things that are interesting locally or just... I, I would love to sit here and say, yeah, I do a monthly market report. I do hints and tips. You know, I'll post questions and stories in order to gain data so that I can do those videos. 
but it's it's time management for me you know it, we're, we're a busy agency anyway i i'm still directly involved in doing listings doing viewings um so i'm my own worst enemy in that sense i would love to be able to put more time to do more video and produce more content but it, it at the minute property leads because it's getting the property on is more important than getting the listing at the minute this probably goes against all the guidelines of working on your business not working in it but practically speaking you know you've got to lead from the front and get those properties on so it's predominantly property video at the minute do you by the way is there any hope for you like in terms of being able to step back a bit more and you know, um, not be at the coal face so much like is that on your agenda at the moment or are you just thinking i'd be lying if i said yes because i absolutely love my job um first and foremost you know yes i run run an estate agency but my job is still selling property i still get up every morning and look excited going into work see what's in my diary i get so annoyed if i drive past the property that comes on the market and i haven't been there i'm straight on the phone to the office saying guys why wasn't i called out to that one what's happened or even more so internally now we've got multiple people bringing properties on and there's that little sense of competition now that i'm it's great that my my team is listing well and doing well but deep down i want to still do well and i want to do everything so it's that hard balance but the, the guys for us they, they're doing a really good job and they, they're accelerating and they're growing into the market with more video and getting better all the time fees are increasing asking prices are you know they're, they're on point we achieve around 100 percent even in a slipping market for me I, I still get up in the morning and people ask me what i do when it's, i don't run a business i'm in property i like selling houses i mean yeah i, I kind of identify with that as well because yeah like sensibly you know, the day when I come in and I don't have to like sit at my computer and edit videos, I don't have to pick up a camera and go out shooting. It'll be a very sad, you know, yeah. <laughs> sad day. It'll be a smart day. <laughs> i tell you what, can I nick something up? Obviously you were talking to Chris before you turned, yeah. before you turned over before. So I don't know if you, it came up, you were talking about like the uniforms and mm -hmm. how much kind of thoughts going into first impressions, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you wanted to, if we might, you know, speak about kind of the importance of that in, any business, but yours yeah. particularly, like having a, a look that people can expect. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like, I suppose in, in a sense, like video kind of offers that up as well, because, you know, you're sort of putting your, putting that image out there for people to see before they even walk in the door. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very tight line that, w that we walk in property. You know, when, when I was growing into property and the business, you know, it was wearing suits and then I, I graduated to three-piece suits and then you know I wanted to have flash ties nice car that type of mentality and then COVID ripped the, the bottom out of that all of a sudden people didn't want flash sales people who were going to be the typical estate agent with a stripy suit and a shiny tie they wanted somebody that was going to be there to hold their hand going to give them the right information guide them through a, an unprecedented scary time and you can't do that when you look like you're trying to sell them something so we made the decision that whenever I shot a property video, it was in a t-shirt or a polo shirt with our branding on. We dropped the suits and adopted, I mean, today I'm in a, a stretch shirt and chinos and trainers. You know, the way that you look on first impressions, yeah, you know, we always drive and strive to be smart and presentable, but I want to be more approachable and friendly and accepted. You know, if you try and sell somebody something, it's a very hard task to sell them something. But if you're trying to help somebody buy something, it's a much easier sale. And video is that people judge from the, the thumbnail or from the first three seconds of it, you know. I remember Chris and Matt telling me people don't actually watch video with sound on socials. So it's about how you look. Um, you know, things like selling sunset and TikTok million pound homes and things have given the industry a hammering as to what an ex expectation is, you know. 
I can't wear uh, Gucci loafers and and chinos climbing through hedgerows and um, brambles, you know, in our some of our postcodes. It just doesn't work. Wouldn't wear Gucci speedos loafers right anyway. Right out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I am partial <laughs> to a speedo, but you know, it's it's just a case of being um, more approachable and and I think moving with the times as well. You know, they always used to say, didn't they, you could go to any seminars and you'd be able to identify the MDs in property because they'd have grey three-piece suits on, bright ties, and then you could tell lettings because they'd usually have a jumper on and jeans. Mm. You know, it was always that that rivalry between the two. Um, and I think that's all gone now. You know, don't get me wrong, you still there's still a place where you wear a suit and agents still wear suits, and I'm sure they do really, really well. But for us as a, a social media-driven agency in those traditional routes, you know, everybody is starting to be more approachable is the word I would like to use. That's definitely the right word, isn't it? And it, um, and it's all about, yeah, that people want to feel like they know you and they're comfortable having a conversation. I think maybe the old days of se- of selling stuff, you had to try and kind of convince the person that you knew everything and they didn't know anything and they were fine with that and they just give you money. Yeah. Whereas now, like, most people think they know a fair amount about your industry, I would say, because they were on right move and Zupa. Like when we were buying a house, like we knew every single house that was for sale within a 50 mile yeah. <laughs> radius yeah. Well, yeah. and Each... everything else. And, you know, and people, they want someone who's like, yeah, I know that and we'll, let's chat about it. Yeah. So there's two different things that are happening in property at the minute that the dark art of being an agency has disappeared. Like, how do you value a house? You know, it was always that question, you know, and it was the case if you couldn't teach somebody, you had to learn how to value. But that's not so much the case anymore because, like you said, you know, you go to some properties and they know more than me. They, they've they researched the, the hell out of their postcode. They know everything, you know, planning applications that are coming in, what's next, what schools have been, you know, everything. And then they they know the valuation. They know what they want for the house. They've only bought it a few years ago. They've checked land reds. They've downloaded most prices, whatever it might be, to tell them everything they could possibly need to know. What then happens is, is you, you're in a very interesting position that they're not there for you to tell them how much the house is worth they're there to know that you're going to be accountable and stand up and guide them through the most stressful time potentially of their life and get them the best price for it and that's a a much better place to be in in my opinion because i'm adamant nobody comes close to us when it comes to that point and i'm sure that's why we do so well but it is disarming because they watch the videos they see the bloopers you come in in chinos and a polo shirt you sit down and and have a chat and then they're a lot more susceptible to telling you why you're there so we do get a much better reception from that now. And it is a case of hand-holding and problem-solving. And we're going to go into a market now where that skill is going to be even more important than ever before because there's people who've bought high and are going to be selling low and quick. There's going to be agents coming into the market who've never had to tell a client that they've lost a sale or that they've gone off for 10% or 15% lower than asking or buyers pulled out. You know, i got my staff that are afraid to make some of those calls. But it's not our fault. But, you know, it's it's, a, it's an art that's been lost in the last three years in COVID. So, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it seems without you know, blowing smoke, uh, but you guys are, you've got that kind of nice balance because, I mean, you, you're, you know, you're a young man um, yourself you. yeah, take that. Yeah. <laughs> and your team, I gather, you know, a kind of young, fresh energetics. You've got that vibe going on, but also there's a continuity. And like you speak like someone who's, you know, seen a few yeah. things like through the years and isn't afraid of what might come tomorrow being slightly different from you know, yeah. like what's happened last six months doesn't dictate what's going to happen for forever. And you're not, you know, you're smart enough to know that. Yeah, my, um, you know, my first, first memories of, of being in property was post 2006. You know, you'd go out for days, do hundreds of viewings and come back with one offer. You know, it was literally into the doldrums and nothing was happening. You know, hmm. I don't think we'll ever go back to a crash like that, but we're definitely in a very, 
precarious position at the minute. If interest rates go up again, you know, there's going to be a lot of people not able to afford their house. So what do you do then? You know, what agent do you go to? Then it's not a case of turning up and checking a for sale board up and doing a little video. It's a case of knowing that what happens when down valuations come in or what happens when there's problems with survey or searches or we're dealing with solicitors and conveyancing now that they don't even know what some of the searches mean or what some of the problems are. They're asking us, for what, what do I do with this? Or have you come across this before? Can I indemnify against it? So I'm lucky that I've got a, a core of experienced agents who work for us and have done for years that I lean on. Um, experience from my dad from from doing it forever. And then, like I said, a new, new wave of staff coming through as well who are great at the socials and on the IT and the customer service point, but haven't got the the depth of knowledge and the, the resilience from a bad market. So there's that old saying, isn't it, that, you know, good agents come in a bad market. And that's something that I think is incredibly true. And as bad as it may sound, I'm really looking forward to what the next six months hold because I'm really sure we can flourish when others won't. Well, that's, yeah, there's a lot of talk about that, isn't it? I mean, it will, it will, it clears out the clown car, doesn't it, to a degree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, but I suppose a, a warning for, you know, people out there that, you know, don't make that decision too quickly, maybe, and like look for someone who knows, yeah, you know what they're uh, what they're talking about, if you like. But yeah, I think you know the 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 way that people present properties and market properties is very flash at the minute. It, it's a you know it is a flashbang. Something goes off straight away. It's social media posts, it's video tours, it's drones. You know, we do all those things, but there is a, a substance to what you should do underneath. You should have a track record. See what completion rates go through, what percentage they achieve, how many fall throughs they get. How quickly do they reduce properties? You know, like we, as I said earlier, when we were having a chat, you know, we don't run a long agency contract and we're no sale, no fee. So if that doesn't give you a testament to the, the belief in the commitment from my staff and my team to the client, if they can leave after 14 days and not pay a penny, that's us standing by what we said we're going to do. And I think that's really important for clients. If they're going to be picking an agent, it's what are you signing up to? And what are they promising to deliver? Because in this market, you can't promise to deliver anything except your best attempt and the best customer service. Yeah, and people are getting a bit cynical. I know I am with like the feeling, I suppose it's with like a lot of kind of, you know, businesses like, you know, online from your sort of your virgins to your, um, you know, skies and te telephone things. And like everyone seems to want to get you in that contract, don't they? And like you're actually going quite frustrated that sometimes you can't just buy something like you have to commit to something yeah. massive. So and the, the best like, the best business models are subscription models. You know, people love a subscription model. It's great for business owners and it's great for clients because you get something every month. Well, with property, you know, if you sign up for a 16 or 20, 24 week contract, you don't get any more after day one than, than day one. Mm. That's it. Everything's done on day one. And people might think, again, cynically, that probably your you know, house will be of massive interest to that estate agent for the first two weeks. And then after that, a little bit less, a little bit less until they more or less forget about you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a really good way to go, at least. And and again, like in this in these tough times, like someone who will be forthright and honest as well is something that people should probably look. Yeah. Uh, someone who's going to say, actually, you might think your house is worth this, but I don't. I think it's worth less. And I'm sorry to have to say that, but that's the truth. Yeah. Um, the last the last probably two months, that's becoming a, a regular occurrence now, which is, you know, you're going out there, you're having a chat with people. A lot, of, a lot of clients are saying to us, you know, we're looking to downsize, pressure on costs and bills. It's a scary place to be, you know. And morally, I don't see how people can say, well, look, we'll whack it up 25 grand more than we think it's worth and tie you in for six months, knowing that they, they've got to sell and they're struggling to do it. It does really rub me up the wrong way. Um, so much so there's properties that we've refused to market of, of late that I've just said, look, I'm not going to put it on for that much. 
I don't think it's going to fetch it. It's not worth my time and I'm going to disappoint you because I'm not going to be ringing you every week because I've got 50 other properties coming on that will come on for the right price and we will sell. So it is a hard, hard decision to get to, but you know, only the business owner can ever make that, which is a case of do you list everything or do you list what you know you can sell? And you've got to be upfront and clear with that to the mm -hmm. client. Otherwise you're going to end up with unhappy clients or no listings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, certainly no fees at the end of it nothing, yeah. because <laughs> you're not, yeah. if you're not selling, yeah. you don't get that. And you, you get, you get nothing. Um, I just wanted to bring it back to video briefly. Yeah. Um, cause I just, uh, it's a complete segue, but I was thinking about the region where you're based between, obviously between Cardiff and Swansea, that's, that's right, kind of yeah. rural area. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know if you've, if you've noticed a change or if, you know, if it's how it breaks down, but in that kind of area, you might be potentially talking to clients who might be a little bit older you would have said certainly pre-covid that doing video content doing social media content and stuff like that would be a far more relevant to maybe a younger audience and possibly an urban based like a city kind of audience whereas yeah. out in the country not so much have you found that that's i mean do you you know do you do you find you getting that recognition that you get as much from say an older customer as a younger customer as there's a there's a saying is there in a state agency that the brochure keeps the vendor like that's something that we've always had. You know, you write a fantastic brochure that you can put every BT PowerPoint if they've got USB switches and mood lighting and, you know, you can go way over the top. And the only person that makes happy is the seller of the house, really. You can go so over the top. So what we tell people is is that, yeah, you know, you, you might not understand that we charge a premium service, that we do videos, that we do drone or that we do 3D or that we do video-led tour, but your buyer will. And do you want to have an agent that makes you happy or do you want to have an agent that sells the house? Here's our track record. This is what we do. This is why we get more than anybody else. And this is why our average sale time is X. It's because you, you've got to position it. Yes, you've got to win the business. But if I can't justify what I'm doing and why I'm doing it to the seller, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing anyway. You know, my job is to break down. They may not understand it or even appreciate it, but they should understand the basis of why we do it. And it's not for them. It's for who's coming along to buy the house. And we know video is is a big, big part of that. It's not the be all and end all. You know, you've still got to get a good brochure, nice photographs, you know, the description, including the local the local area, because so many people now move to the area. Uh, we've got a lot of people now who are looking to downsize or upsize and stay in with us. They, they bought during COVID for more green, green grass of Wales, you know, and, and moved down. And we, we've seen a lot of people stay. So what's included in the brochure is important, but, you know, it's whether you sell it as a point to the person who's instructing you or the person who's going to buy it. I know the people who instruct you pay your fees, but they're paying your fees to do a job, which is to sell a house. So it is a hard point and it might sound a bit harsh, but I think it's really important you get that across. You know, we get a lot of a lot of agents pick up the phone to me, certainly through agents together and things. They say, oh, you know, there's not really much demand for videos in my because nobody does it. And I'm like, that's the perfect time to go and do it because you'll be the first and you get so far ahead, nobody can touch you. So it's a... It's a good plug through that. So if anybody else isn't doing video in your area, get in touch with you guys because, you know, the first one will be the one that comes out on top. Brilliant. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks very much, Jonathan. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, all the best. Thank you very much for having me. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast and that you can join us again for more hints, tips and advice about making video your business. Let's cut there, guys. Thanks. <laughs>